I'm joined by Mark Ardington, a visual effects artist with Double Negative. That's right, yes. And uh, you worked on uh, a very favourite film of mine from this year, Ex Machina. Uh, can you tell us about the work you did on that film? Uh, yeah, uh, my role was as a CG lead and um, I did the technical side behind how well, making Ava, the AI robot at the centre of the story, um, making her come to life in terms of the, the technical stuff. So the design and all of that was came about through uh, Alex Garland and his team of you know concept artists and stuff like that and then they worked with um, Andrew Whitehurst our VFX supervisor um, and Alex and uh, Andrew got on just they were just on the same wavelength in terms of what they were trying to achieve in terms of the design and uh, the creative choices they made were just great and what I did was to help execute the technical side to actually make the rig um, that of Ava uh, and some of you know other characters and things in the film uh, to help the body trackers uh, and the renderers and all of that. So, so we have um, Alicia Vikander giving very like a great performance in this movie, but she's she's wearing like a kind of skin tight suit for most of us or something, or so. like, uh, and 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 a bald cap as well, or is it like yeah. over her hair? And um, I mean, how did you determine that, or, is, or I suppose was there anything about the concept art that you looked at and went, "Oh shit, how am I going to do this?" Or like, was it what was challenging about uh, it? Her design actually evolved as we went through the project. Originally, the cowl, the headpiece, was supposed to be uh, just costume, which was made of the same kind of honeycomb material as the chest piece and, and the shorts and stuff. Uh, we were supposed to just be replacing the sort of the trunk, the limbs, and that was it. But when they saw what great work that we'd done on that, they found more money to make. The, to replace the head as well and the neck area and there's a little hole at the back of her as, um, and all of that on the back of her shoulder blades uh, and so it kind of evolved as we went um, it was a bit of an unknown as to how much of the costume we would be using and how much would be CGI in terms of what we could reuse from the costume could we overlay the honeycomb pattern to give the sort of out, outer mesh and then still be able to see through it and stuff like that mm. um, Hence the reason for not motion capturing, because we didn't want to have lots and lots of markers all over her and stuff. So, so there weren't any markers on her when you were filming? The or? markers were designed into the costume. So there's like these black join band rings uh, that... Uh, so they're like rubber, rubber black rings that are in the design of the costume and they've got these little reflective studs in them. Uh, we use those as our tracking markers and various sort of parts. Like, so if we're tracking a headshot, we can use things like the eyes and the corners of the nose mm -hmm. and stuff like that to help us on the face. Um, but mainly it was about tracking the, the black join, join bands and then that would become we had to get them really really ultra perfectly tracked but you were able to do that uh, while filming because there used to be a time where you couldn't do that you couldn't like combine mo motion capture and live no no it wasn't motion like, captured so that's the yeah. point we, did a, we, we hand tracked it all afterwards oh that, that must have taken a long time jeez like, I yes. didn't realise okay. because we didn't want to um, impose any constraints on how they filmed it by having to set up some motion capture sessions or anything okay. like that um, we wanted them just to be able to act and, and direct as they wanted well that's what they asked for well uh, well I get it now I mean, and just and the results look great I mean you managed to get the I mean I assume the honeycomb is like the most efficient shape like to sort of pack together like that and it's just um, 
I mean, it ends up looking great, but it's like, how do you get the sort of translucent quality to it where you can sort of see through her torso and you, you sort of maintain, see the bit of background as they're moving along and everything? Like, it's okay. just all looks so seamless. Uh, <laughs> there are many, many people involved in doing that. So we have artists who will do a, um, rubber out areas of her out and then paint in the background or tracking backgrounds and stuff like that. Uh, so then we'll also, you've got people like Andrew who's actually... Um, Andrew Whitehurst led all of the, the visual development and the look and worked out because he, he knew kind of the, some of the intentions that uh, Alex was looking for about how the light would play on the mesh and how much we'd see uh, and they all they worked together to to kind of uh, through various iterations of you know would there be little lights on her what would be distracting what would not how much they want to see through how much they didn't um, a key thing that uh, Alex Garland was really was interested in was to be able to use the costume and the lighting to help tell his story. Um, and what I mean by that is that at times he wanted you to see her, well, essentially he wanted you to, to take Ava as a robot, as an android. But then in certain lighting conditions, he wanted to the mesh to be able to fill in and so it would make her feel more like a, a girl or a woman yeah. um, because of the way that the lighting was bouncing and you couldn't see through it so much and stuff like that the way that the light played on her um, because he wanted to he's playing with the, the conceptions of is she a robot is she real so, so was there any pre-lighting for those scenes or were you just going on what the lighting was on the set the, so the lighting was, on, was, was as was on set obviously um, but it was uh, I wasn't on set so I'm not entirely sure Andrew went on set and, and helped advise on that sort of thing okay. but what we did do while they were when they started filming um, we had we, Andrew sent us some stills from set which we then turned into we, we just uh, made Ava you know projected the well we we fit our rig to uh, and rendered it to the, the plates yeah. mocked up some shots in Photoshop just as single still images but that yeah. really really helped inform them as to how the composition was so for example if you just film if you just film Ava as a, as a person the composition of the frame changes drastically when you can see through various parts of her because things are filled in and things are not and that's also going to affect as you pointed out how you might want to light her because it's very very different when you can when when certain parts are, are sort of transparent hmm. um, I mean I suppose that, that is an issue in general in uh, visual effects I suppose is uh, making creatures and then having them stand out against the background um, I, was, I was talking to some of the guys from Framestore earlier and I was I was talking to them about sort of general trends in the industry, like if, like say comparing Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. If you know Jurassic Park has quite a lot of practical effects in a Jurassic World, it, it's it's almost as if like the background kind of flattens out or something, or mm. just looks more hyper real than visual effects would have been previously. Do you think there is any sort of technical or economic reason why there's a sort of change like that, or do you think the, or do you think there isn't a sort of negative change going on in the industry? visual effects films fall into one of two categories most of them fall into the I'm a visual effect I'm all singing and dancing and they really mm. want you to see it they want you to notice it they want to show off that they've spent this money on the visual effect Ex Machina is different to that mm. the visual effect is there in your face the whole time you're watching the film but it's seamless and it's, it's yeah. subtle and you you accept it it doesn't it doesn't grab you and go ah, I'm a visual effect it's just there that's a good point the, the believability believability of, of, of Ava and her character if, if if the visual effect was always trying to take over then it would take away from, from her and her performance and the believability of her character 
and and I was just going to say that the you know the eye can tell when something looks fake. It it works really well for that character in Ex Machina. But, um, I was wondering, is this kind of thing practical on a low budget? Could could other filmmakers try and uh, do the sort of effects you did? This was done on a low budget <laughs> compared to other Hollywood films. <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah, low budget. Yeah, compared to Hollywood films, this was a massively low budget. I, th- I believe the budget for the whole movie was thirteen million dollars. I'm not sure what part of that was visual effects and not but it wasn't huge mm. by any stretch of the imagination right okay but and andrew was really 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 uh, keen to make sure that because it was a low budget we had a small crew but he was really really keen to make sure that every single dollar that was spent on that film went on screen and we saw it and uh, were there any moments in the movie where there were special effect visual effects that were very uh, key and it's it's not noticeable at all like it's very subtle because because often you have moments like that as well where the audience, it wouldn't occur. It'll occur to them watching a robot suit. That like that's yeah. great visual effect. But there are other moments where you know a layperson won't notice at all. Is there anything everywhere? Like that everywhere. All over. Yeah. yeah, there's so much stuff that we changed <laughs> and cleaned up and removing things and even just adding her reflection in the glass because there's a lot of a lot of glass, a lot of refraction yeah. and stuff like that going on. Uh, yeah, everywhere, absolutely everywhere. It's skillful, thankless work. Thank you very much for talking to Film Ireland, Martin. That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you.